Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Ephrata Community Church Weekly Podcast, a conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Hey, Ephrata Community Church. Great to be with you. Um, I'm here with Matt Swords, Pastor Hello. of Discipleship. Matt, you were sharing this past weekend. I did. That was yeah. good stuff, man. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Oh, good. Yeah, let's first talk about coming out of Prophetic Weekend. Yeah. Can oh, we yeah, do that? Right. Yeah. Um, uh, now, naturally, we would have chatted a little bit about it um, last week, but just wanted to really uh, right. touch on it today, man. Over 1,400, that's a conservative estimate, yeah. people had a chance to encounter the Lord through coming to be prayed for. Mm-hmm. That just gets me pumped. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me it does you, too. Oh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I um, had my 10-year-old daughter praying with me over people through mm-hmm. the services and man she is just electric it was incredible one proud father moment just watching your daughter for sure just one person after the next you know not just saying oh i see a picture of a blue sailboat and that's it but she would be like i see this and i feel like the lord is saying that and this and this scripture comes to mind and i'm also i'm just like like who trained this girl because i didn't i just last year i remember last year i was like hey honey do you want to pray with me and she just she just went off. So anyway, uh, and I know Ashley Stauffer, John Stauffer, their kids also yeah. were there. Yeah. Cody and uh, John Jr. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, and it was so, it was just awesome. Yeah. So that was just one little piece that was really fun. On the whole, uh, I love, I would have gotten a, a text on Saturday from a gentleman named Paul who was chatting with a friend who at the prophetic weekend was really hesitant to get up front. First um, time ever, if I remember right. Correct. Yeah. And I would have actually shared this Saturday night at the service. I read the text, but went up front and totally was blessed by what was prayed over and prophesied over mm-hmm. him. That he said, sure, like they shared things only God would know. And then the reaction was, he's like jumping full in to what God has. He signed up for two different groups. Commit this, groups yeah, stuff, for yeah. this semester. And so it's it. pretty, really, really awesome. Yeah, that's what I think. I would have to say that the number one thing you hear back from those moments are, man, to think that God sees me and is that engaged with my situation is just such a monstrous, almost overwhelming reality for people, which, I mean, it probably gets to what we're going to talk about this week, like the heart of a father. Like once once it happens, you're like, well, why wouldn't he be? You know, given the fact that he's forming out against me, he's pressing me on towards conforming Mm -hmm. into the image of Christ finishing the work he started with us, all his promises that he actually has opinions along the way. And I think that's what I saw poor. I had the chance to pray probably over 15 people or units or families or something during the weekend and just just saw the Lord repeatedly just making himself, making them aware of his presence, much less what his opinion might be. Yeah, and and the prophecy weekend is still very stretching for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, Both people that come, they don't attend here, but they come for that weekend. Uh, more from an observation point of view, chatting with a couple last night that they would have started attending ECC right around the prophetic weekend last year, and it was so new. They shared with me last night that they were like, we didn't get, we weren't raised in this at all. They grew up in the church, but there was nothing about this, like ever, and so it was all brand new. But this year they were helping to pray on prayer teams, right? Uh, So they were on one of our prophecy teams. Um, so that was really cool. That's really wonderful. Yeah, and just to remind you, you know, we also celebrated uh, this being Take One Step weekend. There's right. two weekends in the life of our church where we just slow down, focus on the fact that, okay, what's it mean as a community to collectively recognize the need to 
constantly be aware of what the Lord's up to in our life and taking a deliberate step toward it. Um, and so I just want to re say, remind you of this, that last semester we held um, a course called Biblical Foundations of the Prophetic, yeah, where exactly. we kind of slowed it all down, brought it back to, particularly for those who are uninitiated, mm -hmm. or even want to revisit the biblical yeah. foundations versus what yeah. we would call advanced trainings in it that could come even later. But we're doing the same thing for this semester, right. where we're doing biblical foundations of healing. Mm -hmm. um, and so we can't encourage enough that it would be a great thing for some of you to consider and to sign up for mm -hmm. as one of these moments where we recognize there's some foundations to our community. We believe that the Holy Spirit's moving in these areas of healing and the prophetic and we take st active steps toward it. So. Yeah, and the powerful thing about these particular groups, uh, it's not just, hey, we're going to teach on these scriptures. Oh, here's what the Bible says. Therefore, this is what we believe. Of course, that's part of it. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's so provoking that causes, in faith building, it causes people who would have otherwise been like, I don't know, does God do this today or I'm not sure, to being like, not only does he, uh, but he can use me too. And, and Mark Calkins is going to be facilitating that group. He's excellent in his, in his activations. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it will be an excellent group, not only to learn about this particular gift of healing, um, uh, but also have the opportunity to, in a safe environment, um, believe God to do it. Uh, right. I think some testimonies will come out of it for sure. Yeah, and we're not always exactly sure. We know a bunch of you tune into the podcast each week, and we just want to say kudos to that. Mm -hmm. Part of me thinks it's like I'm preaching to the choir sometimes when I'm talking to the podcast community, like you're bought in, etc. Uh, so whoever you might be, there is an offering for you. You know, I'm pretty pumped about what's going on in the ICL this semester with New Testament mm -hmm. Survey with Dan Golnick. And then, of course, Theology One with Tim, Dr. Tim Valentino. These are some really gifted teachers. I yeah. mean, they're also amazing public presenters, mm -hmm. but when they get to whip out their teaching gift full force, and I even had a chance to look at the books they're using for those courses, consider that even for some of you who have been interested in mm -hmm. diving deeper into some of those, uh, I would call them classic Bible college or seminary level type approaches to yeah. wrestling with uh the life of the mind, man. That's some good stuff. Any other ones yeah. you want to highlight that you're? Well, I'm pumped about all of them, but just yeah, anything you want to go they're after. All listed online, but I would say you don't have to attend ECC to be part of any of these groups, That's be right. it the ICL or growth groups. Spread the we make word. them available to anybody, and we have people who attend other churches that will take advantage of the ICL because they want to learn about the New Testament survey, right? Yeah. Um, or old uh, Old Testament. Tim did in the fall, uh, which was just so powerful. So like these groups, these discipleship offerings are available to anybody That's right. um, and would encourage people to, yeah, yeah, check out online and sign up. Yep, and I also believe there's another one I just want to highlight. I just think there's something on freedom at this moment. And I mm -hmm. mean, when I look at 2024, I'm believing for greater freedom, freedom from addictive cycles for individuals in our community and even in this region. Yeah. And I really think that the freedom course with Annette Gaiman running it is just one that I'd love to yep. just remind you all that no matter where we're at, um, do we know someone who might benefit? Do we want to revisit some things in our own areas where we can need continual breakthrough in the life of the mind or even in a yeah. uh, more pertinent addictive cycles? Man, yeah. that's just something to think Yeah, about. and if I could plug that a little further, you don't even have to know exactly what you want freedom from. That's right. Because the... The, the core of this particular group isn't just, oh, here's how you walk in freedom from this anger or from lying or mm -hmm. from pornography, whatever the case. It's saying, here's who we are in the image of God. Here's how he wired us. Here's the reality of the soul realm. Here's what his word says about how we can become addicted in these different ways. Mm -hmm. But really, this is what's at the root of it. And so therefore, freedom is at the root there That's too. Right. And so 
it will bring, it'll enlighten you, not just to a particular area that you want God to bring about more Christ-likeness mm -hmm. in, but it'll also enlighten you to, oh my word, I now identified this thing and this thing that's all rooted from the same issue. That's right. Uh, inner healing stuff, what takes place when you're in second grade, all that stuff, absolutely. Psalm 23 says, the Lord restores my soul. Mm -hmm. um, the soul wounding is real and how it brings about addictive cycles today. So freedom is a huge, like, um, scanning of the soul and scanning of the spirit to be like, you know, freedom will be the fruit of it, but it's it's much more than just like, hey, I want freedom from alcoholism, therefore I'm gonna go to this group. I think you'll find freedom, but you'll realize what you address, the okay. roots of freedom, are not necessarily only about that fruit issue. That's right. Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this brings us to like your testimony this weekend, just oh, yeah. freedom was a huge <laughs> part of your journey yeah, with the Lord. And I just wanna set that up and I wanna ask you a question. Like, I have just so enjoyed you, Kevin, Dan, uh, we've decided to not just talk about God is, but right. linking it not just to like church history or theological understandings of God, but like what God did experientially in my own life and how mm -hmm. it points to the same characteristics that Daniel or Esther or Gideon may have pointed to in God. Right. Like mm -hmm. here's Kevin on God as provider, right? right? Here's Dan on God who sees me, you know, mm -hmm. joining the great tribe that Hagar starts by naming God, the God who sees me, right? And then you sitting and saying, you know, this is a God who was a good, good father, particularly around the way he journeyed with you in the area yeah. of freedom, right? right? The, the, your own yeah. ongoing struggle in that. So I just want to say, I have absolutely loved this stuff. And therefore, whenever I know that our personal testimonies are so linked to the message that we're delivering, I always pay attention to what I hear from people in the congregation on how they received it because people identify with our stories mm -hmm. and they're able to receive from God in it. So I'm just wondering, some of that mirroring back that you heard, what was some of the stuff you heard from the congregation yeah. after sharing this weekend? Uh, I've, there was a number of individuals I actually met for the first time who shared and disclosed their own. They felt safe enough to say, I deal with that too, or yeah. I dealt with that, or I'm, my, I'm in the my middle child of it, right? is, or you know that type of thing, which is, uh, I love who God is in that he creates an environment that you feel like you can be met by him right where you're at. Um, where prior to we do different coping mechanisms so as to hide, conceal, or otherwise navigate alone and through whatever the case is. But I had a bunch of people who said like, hey, um, I'm dealing with this. Can you pray for me about that? and happily did, but more than just, hey, can you pray for me? It was like people people were seen, kind of piggybacking a little bit on Dan's message, like people felt safe enough to come out and be seen. That's how I think, yeah, telling our stories does, Exactly, right? and they felt there was not only safety, but there was hope. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, if they didn't feel there was any hope, they wouldn't have come up and you know shared what was going on. Yeah. So, and people, they felt connected um, and, uh, like the thing about God is he doesn't, he's not scared of your sin that he has to zap you and fix it so that he can be near you. Like he loves you in, despite the sin. There's actually a story I didn't share, although as I drafted my notes, it was definitely there because it's such a big story. But this one time I was in a, this worship service and you know, your eyes are closed so you don't necessarily see anything. It's a black screen until there wasn't. And there was, I was, 
covered in mud and I was like limp in the arms of God, right? And he's holding me. And I see this image, this, uh, this video play, and he takes this rag and he takes and he wipes my right arm and it was completely clean. And I felt like the Lord said to me, he said, I love the process of purifying you. Mm. He's saying like, I'm not afraid to be there in it with you. Mm-hmm. I am fully capable to, to totally wipe you clean. I'm fully capable to snap my fingers and it's all done. Like he's all sufficient mm-hmm. in his capacity to solve problems. And he's like, and I'm not afraid of it. That's right. But he needed me to know that, uh, he needed me to know that I didn't have to get, fix all these things so that he can be comfortable around me. I felt fully loved in the face of my issue. And that is so powerful for people who then feel like, oh wow, I, I people do want freedom. Mm-hmm. They're not always sure that, you know, how to go about it, especially if it's been an up and down roller coaster their whole mm-hmm. life. But the, the, the hope that people have, that like, wow, I feel loved right here. That's right. And the God who loves me is also the God that promises freedom. That's powerful. That's right. Uh, and so I just, it was really fun to observe yeah, that. it was. I got two thoughts on that. One is the first thing I uh, experienced uh, as someone that people came to for prayer afterwards. I was right. actually stopped. I, I didn't join one of the proteins, but I was stopped by three different people. And all three of them, it was largely around... I need my radar tuned to experience the Father's love. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was interesting. None of them doubted that the Father's love was there. It was whether or not they could actually yeah. receive it or have um, an opportunity to be able to draw on it, yeah. right? And, mm-hmm. and it was just so fun to be able to, knowing that the Father's love and revelation in the Spirit was in the room to minister, that was just so fun to be able to pray over people. Mm-hmm. And uh, knowing that they're going to be more in tune in the coming days and weeks because you could just tell there was an opportunity for that to be engaged with. So. Yeah. yeah, it's. I also happen to think this is the most foundational core piece to our identity in God is mm-hmm. I'm his child and he's pleased to me. Like that's yeah. my identity. Everything else is built on that foundation. That's my eternal reality as I dwell in Christ. I know that I'm one with him. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing is between me and him and he's pleased in me and I'm in, you know, John 17, Jesus saying, Father, I desire those you've given me that would be with me where I am, you know, that we would be one just like you and I are one. Like that's the heart of God um, that we observe. Um, the idea that people have and that I had in my mind that somehow God is ashamed or wanting to, you know, frustrated or angry is just not the genuine gospel that Jesus gave it, has given to the church. And when people hear that gospel, like, oh my word, I can be loved right here. Like you find people really um, take next steps. That's right. You know, another thing that came out of the weekend, and this might've been more what, what I received versus what I witnessed people receiving as sure. a steward of the weekend. It has to do with my ongoing awareness or maybe even concern that people understand that as a charismatic stream church, we don't only believe in the climactic breakthrough, mm-hmm. right? As if, if you're not getting a climactic breakthrough, you must not be in tune with right. God or something. I mean, right. just even that image you talk about that you had that vision right. or that picture yeah, that the, the Lord gave you yeah. of, I love the process yeah. of bringing you along. I just want to always be highlighting that, that, that we are not some uh, climactically triumphant communities. Yeah. What we are is we're a hopeful community that believes right. in the transformative ability yeah of the Holy Spirit working in our lives to bring us to our fullness and that we're not only being made full on that day or complete on that day, although we will be 
completed, yeah. we are be, being made complete, being conformed into the image of Jesus on the way, right? Yeah. And I just, I, that's one of the things I loved about your message was, you didn't have to go after that, but I don't ever, I wanna make sure we point that out, that you're sitting there going, yeah, it was like three years, yeah, four exactly. years of me having deep wrestling, but knowing I had the Father's love in the midst of that wrestling, yeah. Yeah, until freedom, I saw some yeah. significant freedom. The freedom journey was, uh, it was paved with, you're my son and I'm pleased to. That's right. Um, it wasn't paved with, I gotta try harder and keep working harder. That's right. The fruit of, well, I mentioned in Romans 13, 14, put on Christ and make no provision for the flesh. Like the grace to make no provision for the flesh begins with, I'm gonna put on Christ right now and receive through the covenant He's pleased to me and I'm his child. Like that's where I start. Galatians chapter five, this is walk by the spirit and you won't carry out the desire mm -hmm. of the flesh. Like th that's the first step of walking by the spirit is every step is right. I'm in the father's love and his pleasure. I don't have to earn it and I don't lose it. And, and that can be a tripping hazard for people. Like, what do you mean? Is God pleased in your sin? I'm like, no, no, no. Uh, when you're in the father's love, the last thing going through your mind is, I wanna sin. In fact, in Titus 2, uh, it talks about grace has been given, bringing salvation to all men and instructing people to deny ungodliness and to live righteously in the present age. Like, that's grace. People think you can abuse grace by like just repenting and then going out and sinning again. Right. It's this back and forth. I'm like, one, if you're doing that without any conviction at all, you're not experiencing grace because mm -hmm. grace is what provokes you uh, with a desire to live righteously, much less experiencing the love of the Father, the last thing you want is something less than that. Mm -hmm. It's such a high watermark of encounter, of fullness of life, of purpose for why I'm breathing. Everything else is so empty in light of his love mm -hmm. that it's like John chapter eight, the woman who committed adultery and Jesus released such grace in that environment. Every spirit of condemnation, which was holding mm -hmm. a rock, dropped their rock, right? Jesus, the only one who could pick a rock up, never does, and says, where are they, those that condemn you? And Jesus said, or the woman says, they're nowhere. And Jesus didn't hand her a book saying, read this book then, here are 10 steps to never commit adultery. Mm -hmm. He said, go in peace, like go and sin no more. Like you just experienced my grace. That's that right. is lesson enough for you to know everything else is so empty in light of his presence, in that's light exactly of his presence. Right. So that's why I'm telling people, like, no, 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 like, it's His not a beast. Like, like, drives stupidity and sin from us, it, right? When I encountered His grace, you're my son in whom I'm well pleased, it was so full of God and, and so provoking to me that you didn't have to tell me in that moment, don't sin. I hated everything about the sin. I needed, like, the stepping stones to freedom was paved with. Um, I'm his child and he's pleased That's right. in me. That's right. And freedom, there was strategy he released, like take thoughts captive. He told me to quit college, which is why I dropped out. And I didn't share this part in the message, but like the stepping stones to freedom mm -hmm. were what's, this is take one step. This is why we do what we do. Um, what's the one step God is telling you to take. Mm -hmm. And as you follow that step, mm -hmm. you'll find the fruit of God bears in your life. And so it was, yeah. and then don't go back to college. Right. And then he said, do the gateway internship when Jimmy Nyman was directing it back in 2007. I did that, I was coming to ECC. Like it was just one step of faithfulness after the other and fruit, freedom came as a result. Um, and so take one step is not just like, right. oh, here's a good idea, let's keep people busy. It's like, no, no, what's the step the spirit of God's telling you to do? Um, do it, but the first engagement 
for every believer is I need to encounter my father. Yeah. Um, that's I where love, freedom is I love just breakthrough. My 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 daughter, she texts me and she puts in every word, she puts extra letters like so for her breakthrough would be like breakthrough, right? And you're just like, Why what are you doing, child? But as you're speaking, like oh, that's brought back like Yeah. You experienced breakthrough, but it was a process of yeah. breakthrough and yet the beauty of it is you know your god mm. after it all oh yeah you're not just the breakthrough we know god more yeah. yeah and that also enables me to be a good pastor to other people because you will you will represent jesus to others depending on how you interpret your own experiences right. if he's judgmental if he's harsh if you got to get clean and pure before you can go before him that will come out of you and how you teach or train or otherwise influence other people That's for right. the gospel well, Matt, you and I can successfully fill 20 minutes like it's nothing. We should make these hour-long podcasts. <laughs> say, hey, there's so much more to talk about, though. I know, brother. I just I do want to end this. <laughs> hey, you know, at the end of last year, we just had the gift of the heavy presence of God, mm -hmm. and we believe he spoke four things to us. Yeah. And I just want to revisit them real quick. Uh, I mean, I compare it to when his presence sat on Mount Sinai, and all of a sudden Moses comes down with these with these uh, the ways to order your life, right, um, at that moment in their life. And I do believe the Lord spoke uh, four things to us when he reminded us who he was secondly that we are transformed in his presence mm -hmm. right and i think we're going to come back to that and summarize in this number three that he desires to be among his people and that we in turn say yes to it right mm -hmm. those are four things and we're going to keep reiterating but when so, i heard you speaking and when i heard kevin talk about because of his provision i never fear finances again yeah dan saying because i was seen by him I can walk in confidence mm -hmm. that I can face whatever I'm facing. Yeah. You saying, because he's a good, good father, I will see breakthrough and I will see freedom. Um, you know what? We are because of who he is. Yeah. We are transformed, right? Yeah. In his presence, we're yeah. transformed. We're not cleaning up to get into his presence, right. and I just want to make sure that we get back to that point that the Lord okay. spoke to us. Come to my presence and you will be transformed. Yeah. And I want to just keep encouraging that. No matter where you're at as you're hearing us talk, like, well, yeah, I hear you, but I just want to say this. Get near the presence of God. Yeah. And you watch if mm -hmm. something doesn't continue to happen in 2024 for you. Yeah. I love Jeremiah 29. He says, I will be found by you. If you search for me with all of your heart, I will be found by you. You're here, man. Uh, which is such a promise. Good stuff. Well, we appreciate you people. We hope you have a wonderful week. Kevin will be launching further into our God Is series yeah. this coming week. Mm -hmm. Hope to see you here. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us at effortacommunitychurch.com.